Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Last week, we looked at different attempts to bring real democratic representation and participation into our largely command and control political system. We're continuing this theme today and looking at the potential for local government to offer us some local representation and participation in decisions affecting our lives. To help us with this, we have City of Moreland Councillor Sue Bolton on the phone. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now I can hear you. It's lovely. Uh, welcome to this program, and uh, oh. we are really grateful that you want to share us uh, to share this time with us, uh, talking a little bit about the possibility of uh, a democratic process or democratic processes, which uh, would also not just be representative but also participatory. Can you tell us a bit about how you got into local politics? Well, I'd sort of been active in a range of social movements, um, you know, climate movement in the mid, uh, around 2004 to 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd been involved in Union Solidarity, where we were sort of organising picket lines when uh, unions were injuncted off the picket line, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also involved in Palestine um, uh, solidarity in the refugee rights movement, mm-hmm. and I sort of, uh, or Socialist Line, um, stood candidates in local council elections, and um, I think I, I got elected in 2012 as a result of that campaign, mm-hmm. probably the, the campaigns I'd been involved in, but the slogan also that we used was community need not develop agreed, oh, which yeah, I think I that sort of really related yeah, yeah. to a whole lot of residents who mm-hmm. might not have been in contact with the left movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so can you give us your views on the state of democracy and the capacity of people to really participate in decisions uh, affecting and directing their lives? Well, I would say what we have in Australia, but not only Australia, is sham democracy or the Mm. illusion of democracy Mm. um, or socialist because I am a socialist, I'm part of socialist alliance, Um, we would see it, you know, often describe it as, um, you know, liberal democracy or bourgeois democracy. So it means that, you know, yes, we have the right to vote every three Mm. years and the democratic rights we do have. Um, to voice our views, etc., we need to fight to defend, like they're not unimportant. But in reality, we don't really have the right to vote because once you've elected someone, whether it's a local councillor or a state politician or federal politician, you don't have any control over 
how they vote, what they do, mm. a lot of public consultation processes, mm. as Jennifer knows very well from yes. a lot of yeah. camp, local yeah. campaign we've been involved in together. That's um, right. To save consultation, Yeah, a lot of consultation processes are just rubbish and mm. that's at all levels of government. They've probably um, once resident, local residents, people won the right to be consulted. Um, they mm. probably started working hard on dreaming up ways of making that consultation really ineffective. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is very glossy. And so, for instance, with um, the issue of the level crossing removal in Moreland, that's just the latest one, it's not the only one of its kind, um, where, you know, they want to focus people's attention on do you want a basketball hoop mm. underneath or do you want a dog park yeah. um, or, or what colour do you want, you want it, the, the cement painted? Mm. Uh, when in reality people are worried about, you know, disability access, um, pedestrian and cyclist access. Saving uh, old trees. Heritage, saving mm. Mm. Um, mature trees, pe- like some really important issues. Mm. But the government keeps wanting to detract people onto these side issues. Mm. And one mm. thing which is really evident, it's evident at local council level as well as uh, state and federal yeah, government yeah, level, yeah. is they don't like public meetings. Mm. So when they have consultations, they're drop-in sessions mm. so that you as an individual chat to an individual, um, you know, uh, public servant or whatever and usually they're PR people, mm. so they can't even mm. answer residents' questions. They yeah. just give people a yeah. glossy spin. Yeah. And mm. it's it, it, residents then feel frustrated and then become very cynical about politics, which is totally understandable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. sometimes cynicism doesn't always lead in mm. a left and progressive direction. It can That's also right. lead in a right-wing right. direction or racist direction as well. Yeah. On that note, probably we should have a bit of music. We listen to The Righteous Ones by Blue King Brown. And we'll be back in a minute or two. Listening to Think Again on 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. 
Today we're talking about local government and how and whether it could help us really participate in a democratic way in decision-making. We have uh, City of Moreland Councillor Sue Bolton to help us think about this. Mm. So, Sue, what do you believe is the ideal system for people to have real power, uh, especially thinking about the challenges of globalisation mm. and increasing urbanisation? Well, I think you need to um, have a totally different system. I believe you need a democracy direct democracy system Mm -hmm. because even when I'm sitting on council sometimes residents are coming to talk about particular issues and then I'm voting on their behalf but really I often feel that really they should have the right to vote Mm -hmm. not just me on their behalf Mm -hmm. and what I find is and the reason why I think you need a direct democracy which I believe is what a socialist system is based on and in fact socialism can't work unless it's based on direct democracy Mm. Um, and it wouldn't be a genuinely social system without that Mm. and I think the reason why that's so important is because a bureaucrat or politician or um, or capitalist is quite you know they're quite happy to allow the most dreadful of poisons to Mm. Uh, poison a local community because they might live a long, long way away. Um, mm. They're not directly impacted on that. Now, maybe if, um, you know, workers and people in that community, maybe they might allow that pollution to keep going for a year or two, but they're not likely mm. to allow mm. that to happen for decade after decade mm. um, if, if they understand what's causing the health issues, etc., and I think in the little uh, the campaign, local campaign that Jennifer and I've been involved in around the trees at Gandalfa Gardens, you know, bureaucrats, politicians who aren't connected to that area just think, oh, mm. it's an, a little black dot in the map is just like an abstract tree. Mm. One mm. tree is equivalent to all other trees. Mm. Well, actually, mm. no. These are uh, incredibly majestical trees. A lot of them, um, they're not the same as a small seedling, (laughs) which Mm. will take decades Mm. to grow to that size. Mm. And if you look at the Jabberong trees in um, near Ararat that the Mm. Aboriginal community and their supporters are fighting to save, you would think that these trees will be saved just because they're 800 years old, Mm. let alone the fact that they're sacred to the Aboriginal community. Mm. Um, And, you know, so an 800-year-old tree versus a little tiny sapling, Mm. like that's Mm. not an equivalence. And so people who are not affected, not impacted directly by these Mm. decisions are making the decisions. Mm. And that's why we need a system of direct democracy Mm. where Mm. people get a right Mm. to vote on issues Mm. that they have a connection with, not some faceless bureaucrat or politician. And and connection with is really, you know, to be connected is actually Mm. a verb. Mm. We are really connected locally with what surrounds us materially as well, which Mm. we now are discovering in biology and across all all manner of natural disciplines of study. And if we just forget that, I think we will pay the price for it. 
So, so where, where does local government sit in the overall system with state and federal politics and all the other bodies who are wielding power? What do you think is the, loc- the location of local government, apart from being local, obviously, <laughs> but I mean more politically in terms of real decision-making mm. capabilities? Well, one of the things with local government is that it is much closer to the local community than other Mm. bodies of government. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, I think state state and federal government know that local governments can be pushed by uh, campaigns of local people Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. um, push for more progressive policies and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I think federal and state bodies of parliament are always trying to stop local government expressing opinions on Mm. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And also something else which has happened with local government is once upon a time they used to get a lot of grants from state and federal government Mm. and now those grants have really dried up. And so most Mm. of the funding is according, is on the basis of um, rates from mm, people who yes. own property in, in a municipality That's right. and um, fees and charges. And, of course, rates are not a form of progressive taxation mm, because mm. you can have someone who's lost their job, they're unemployed, mm, mm, paying mm. The, or pensioner, working-class pensioner, mm. who are paying the same rates as a mm. multimillionaire living next door, you know, because of the price of inner-city um, housing and mm. land mm. haven't gone mm. up so exponentially. Um, so it's not a very equitable form of funding mm. for That's local right. government. And if you look at libraries, something mm-hmm. like they used to get funded something like 70% by state government yeah, and yeah, now it's yeah, something yeah. like 30%. So oh, that's God. the big issue is an equitable form of funding of local government. Mm. Um, But then the other thing that you see happen, and I think this is how the capitalist system works, where Mm. federal, state and local government try and pull each other in a neoliberal direction. And so they know that if people really understand what neoliberal privatisation policies are all about, Mm. people the community will be against those policies. Yeah, yeah. And so what they try and do is tie people up, tie up different levels of government um, mm. to um, mm-hmm. go along with this with, agenda yes. because funding for this is tied to funding for that. Yeah, that's right, and, yeah. Um, and so if you want this good thing, you have to... They try and tie you into accepting... Mm. You know, public-private partnerships, yeah. leveraging yeah. private enterprise. Mm. Um, mm. And so a classic case of this is what's happening currently to Victoria's home and community care sector. Yes. Um, because this is, and I think Victoria is a bit unique, mm. and there are some things in Victoria, probably because of activism in the 70s, we won mm. community health centres, which don't necessarily exist in other states and these home and community care programs, Mm -hmm. which are run by councils and were funded Mm -hmm. largely Mm -hmm. by um, state government with a top-up local council. Now, when I shortly before I got elected to council, um, the federal government, which at that stage was a Labor government, Mm -hmm. 
did a deal with the Victorian government, which might have been the Libs then, I can't remember, and local government, mm. um, well, all the state governments actually, and the, all the local governments um, representative, um, to, in return for state government funding for the National Disability Insurance mm-hmm. Scheme, mm-hmm. Um, that state government would stop funding home and community care yeah, yes. services and these would be taken over by the federal government mm-hmm. and funded in the same way or turned into a similar mm. system to NDIS, yes, which yes. means a totally privatised system. Right. Mm. Yeah, we probably have to go to a little bit of yeah. a message first and then we come back in a minute or Sorry. two. Thank you. Green Left Weekly Radio. It's the people's voice committed to human and civil rights, environmental sustainability, democracy and equality. There is one newspaper that is independent of powerful interests and that's Green Left Weekly. It presents ideas mainstream media won't. It exposes the lies and distortions of the power brokers and helps us to better understand the world around us. It's the leading source of local, national and international news analysis and discussion and debate to strengthen the anti-capitalist movements. Tune in every Friday morning at 8am on 3CR. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the potential role and actual role of local government for local representation and I guess for change. With the desperate state of things as you have been describing it before, what could be the role of local government in all of this? Well, I think local government is important um, and because it is more accessible to the community, Mm. I think... um, I think there's a real need for the activist movement to push local government to take progressive positions on Mm. issues. Mm. Um, And in particular, there is a bit of a movement Mm. of people which started in the United States where Mm -hmm. the national government is so right-wing and um, anti, well, in the pockets of the fossil fuel industry that a lot of climate activists started focusing on Mm-hmm. local government mm-hmm. and state government to try and push for the declaration of a climate emergency. And that's happened in Australia as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, um, and, you know, things like uh, in the early 2000s, um, councils declaring themselves refugee safe havens or wel- refugee welcome zones. And there's been a history of... Um, you know, in the days of the anti-nuclear movement of the 80s of um, councils declaring themselves nuclear-free. Um, and I think there's a great possibility to push mm. for um, progressive polit- uh, politics and mm. progressive positions in society mm. um, at the local government level. Thank you very much, Sue, for sharing views about participation and potential for participation in local government mm. and all mm. the obstacles and barriers that you bravely navigate. So thank you, Sue. Have you got famous last words? <laughs> um, maybe just one last little yeah. uh, word, which is a, a community announcement. 
There is a big climate crisis national day of action tomorrow, 2pm State Library. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sue. We, Good. Thank you for announcing that for us, <laughs> which we had, had had on our mind. And thanks again for talking with us today. Bye. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jacques Belay and Jennifer Burrell. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.